Welcome to Vitality Exchange Boost in Conversations, the interview series behind the Investing in Vitality podcast. On today's bonus episode, I'm sharing a clip from my conversation with John Buchanan, a gentleman I met during a Dr. Joe Dispenza Walk for the World event in September 2023. He has spent the last several years battling alcohol with alternative healing methods such as psychedelics, hypnotherapy, and meditation retreats. John and I talk about the ego, its role in health and wellness, and how he came to this realization. The full conversation with John Buchanan can be found in the Vitality Exchange group within the Wellstylist Lab community platform. I started out with the ayahuasca in Costa Rica. And once that opened up everything for me and the consciousness, I really just said, oh my God, there's so much more. Like I don't even know 1%. And I still could not stop drinking. And I, I had done the ayahuasca 12 times and it's, it still wasn't getting me where I needed to go. So then we started to, uh, hypnotherapy. I started ketamine treatments with a doctor and I did muscle testing, remote viewing. I, I did all kinds of stuff to try to figure out me, but the, the journey that we've had, I, I don't regret anything. Each individual path that has happened has got me to where I am. And the mushroom journeys, the ayahuasca journeys, I've gone back into my childhood and relived childhood experiences through that. But I've also relived childhood experiences in my meditations and reprogrammed the memory. And that's how, you know, we're helping people with PTSD be able to overcome their health issues is by the neural pathways. If you, if you get into an accident of some kind, you, the memories ingrained in the brain but so is the pain from the car accident. So every time you think of the car accident, the body starts tensing up and remembers that. And it, one of my friends is like, the issues are in the tissues. Uh, you know, to remember that <clears throat> that memory leaves that inside of you. And to go back in in meditation and rewire the memory, that you still have the memory of the event, but you lose the physical pain out of it in that process. And it's it's very profound and very deep when you when you relive in a past experience. Well, I, so there was a lot to unpack yes, there, John. Yes, so we're yes. going to go bite-sized because sure. I think mm. right off the bat, the fact that you went straight to ayahuasca is an interesting <laughs> fact, right? Yeah. I mean, because mm. again, not only did you go, okay, I need to stop drinking, so I'm going to do something different, mm -hmm. which is a big step in itself. But then to go, okay, and I'm just going to go straight to Costa Rica. I'm going to go out of country and actually do ayahuasca, which I've heard the ayahuasca journey, I have not tried it myself, but I've heard the ayahuasca journey could be pretty rough. And you definitely want to have somebody around you that's trained to facilitate in the proper way. Yes. So explain the experience for somebody who's <clears throat> never been. Yeah, the ayahuasca experience, there's no two nights ever the same. The first night I was so controlling, like trying to control the outcome. And if you ever hear people in this work talk about surrender, it's really a real thing. Surrender is like truly letting go and letting the universe take care of what it needs to take care of inside of your body. And I didn't do that the first night. So the second night I was trying to control again. I saw some lights and, and I was trying to grab them. And then I finally was like, okay, just show me whatever I need to see. And then everything went black. My brother tried to stab my father. My father shot a gun at him. I relived this whole experience in Costa Rica as a 10-year-old. And then after that, it was a lot of dark energy and a lot of stuff happening to me. And it was horrific. And I was praying to Jesus to come save me. And nothing, nothing 
you know, came out of it, um, except horror and just real dark stuff. Three weeks go by. And whenever you do any sort of journey, if you do mushrooms, if you do a meditation, if you do an event with Dr. Joe, the integration afterwards is the key. So when I got home three weeks later after the ayahuasca, a woman friend of mine says, what was happening with the, the devils and the demons and all the dark? I don't understand that. And that's when the memory of my brother when I was six, was in my bedroom and he was doing the Ouija board and trying to resurrect the devil with chance in my room. And that stuff was still sitting inside my memory and my brain. And I had blacked it out. I didn't even realize it. So it wasn't the, the violent event with, you'd think with my dad shooting a gun, that would have been the, the real thing, but it wasn't. It was all the dark energy that my brother was trying to just really put in our bedroom as a child. And that was still floating around in my consciousness and in my brain that I didn't know. And then when I realized that, I was like, okay, there's got to be so much more going on for me. And I just started exploring for the last four years. I've just been, show me more. We're just so busy watching TV and news and our daily lives that we don't even realize what's really going on internally that we're masking with Amazon shopping, alcohol, cigarette, whatever. It doesn't even matter what it is. We're all just not really wanting to look within. And that's what's preventing a lot of us from healing inside. You talked about writing a letter to your ego. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the first season of Investing in Vitality, I've actually named it Ego. The whole point of Ego is to really dive into thinking about when you react to whether it's a recommendation for a supplement or listening to somebody talk about their ayahuasca journey, yeah. right? Like you will have a reaction. Mm hmm that reaction is actually more important to pay attention to than the actual story that you're listening to. Right. Because it, it will show you what you're already thinking about without even exploring it yourself. Mm -hmm. you, you've already formed a judgment based off of your ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Like it could be your church and your community, could be your upbringing, could be your job. You might think, oh, gosh, I can't do this. I could never try that because what if it's a controlled substance and I get tested at work and I lose right. my job, all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It's trying to get people to be a little bit more introspective, not even just in the process of listening to trends and figuring out what's out there, you know, right. to try, but to actually see how you react in your own way mm -hmm. to those types of events and Yeah, stories. absolutely. So you wrote a letter to your ego. Absolutely. Yeah, it's life-changing. Where did you come up with the idea of writing yourself a letter? Uh, it was the third night of doing the medicine. And the doctor that was on staff was like, I'm like, I can't live through that. What I went through last night, I cannot. He goes, just write your intention that you want the medicine to be calm and loving and to show you something. And I took the medicine and I fell asleep. Nobody falls asleep on ayahuasca. I mean, they're, they're usually for purging. Uh, and so I fell asleep for two hours and I woke up and they called for a second cup. And I was like, I'm trying to overcome addiction. I'm trying to like stop putting the drink down, stop putting the beer down. And I'm like, so that addictive personality, I just was like, you know what? Let me go talk to myself. And I just got some paper and I went and sat by the fire and I just, it just started all on coming out. And, and I, going back to my earlier statement, the universe knows what we need. It knows the path that we need. It knows like, okay, we'll get to, I think the universe truly was using my energy to heal my alcoholism as a leverage against myself, if that makes any sense. Like if you have a child that's really motivated to go do something and you're like, clean your room first, <laughs> right? 
And then, I, and, I know that. Yeah, I know that yeah. strategy. Yeah. <laughs> I have a 14 year old. Yeah. <laughs> well, God, God did, was doing that to me. Like he knew my motivation to quit drinking was really strong. And it's like, oh, okay. And then I, it took years to quit. And, uh, and it's, some people can quit in one day. It's fine. But I think the universe was like, you know what, let's take him on this journey and let's open up his awareness and let's show him all these other things. So going back to your comment about the ego, it was literally just this long letter, like the ego is the bouncer of your life because I'm a drinker, right? So I'm like, mm -hmm. I, that's how I equated it. The bouncer stands at the door and it doesn't let people in, doesn't let, oh, if there's a girl want to date me and, oh, I red flag, you know how people see red flags? That's your ego for trying to protect you. That's all that is. When you, when you look and see a red flag, that's our ego trying to protect you. And so I realized, I'm like, if you trust in the higher spirituality, you don't need the ego to protect you. The, you know, the source will protect you. And so it was literally saying, I, and then I fell in love with my ego. I'm like, thank you so much for all these years of protecting me, but I don't need you. I need you to stand beside me. And if you're going to protect me from anything, out in the world, protect me from myself because I'm the one destroying this whole, I'm the one effing this whole thing up. <laughs> You're the one that's uh, killing your liver. I'm the one killing the liver. I'm killing my relationships. I'm being rude to people because of the ego. When somebody says something, I immediately get a chip on my shoulder, used to. And uh, so I'm like, I, I just had this whole amazing hour long relationship with my ego and just like a real sit down talk. And it was such life changing that when it shows up again, like, oh, there you are. Okay. I, I see what's happening. Okay, great. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. But I need you to just chill out. I got, I got this, you know, source and I got this covered. <laughs> We're not... So you, you've been sober now? Three years. Three years. Yes. How I quit drinking was um, I did a mushroom ceremony and I was blasted drunk the weekend before. I mean, blasted. Woke up in a hotel room. Don't know where I, I lost my cell phone. Like, blasted. And I'm a successful guy. I got my own company and everything else, but I just was like partying with friends. And, and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to work. And so I partied all weekend. So I go to do this mushroom ceremony and the lady, the shaman was amazing, just absolutely a beautiful soul. And she saw that I was procrastinating, you know, that I wasn't doing the inner work. She's like, go inside and lay on that couch and go and do your work. And it went in there. And as soon as I did, I lay down and within 10 seconds. I was in my living room when I was seven years old. Now, back in 2018, I saw a friend in Ireland and they reiterated that this event I'm about to tell you did happen. I'm not making this up. This really happened and he's will vouch for it today. So I'm, I'm on this lady's couch in South Florida and I'm now back standing in the living room with my seven-year-old self and my dad is drunk on one knee and he said, I'm leaving and I'm never coming home and you, I'm going to put you in charge. You need to take care of your mother. And I'm crying profusely. And my 50 year old self is there and I turn, my seven year old turns and looks up and sees me now in the room, maybe as a ghost. I don't know what my seven year old sees, but sees a spirit, sees something. And I just looked at him and I have my hand over my heart on the lady's couch. And I said, son, you're, I, I'm you, you're going to live a effed up life. You're going to go through some real weird shit, but you know, you are going to make it out. I am you. We're going to be just fine. My seven-year-old stops crying and turns around and hugs my father and says, I love you. I want you to know this isn't you talking. This is the alcohol talking. And instantaneously, I'm back on this woman's couch, shaking, vibrating. My whole body is flipping around. And 
the energy came out of my body miraculously. And from that moment forward, I, if the desire to drink has left. Just if you offered me cauliflower, I'd be like, oh, no, thanks. Uh, you know, and it's the same way with alcohol. I have huh. no desire to drink. It's just gone. Instant. It was gone instantly, just like that. And it's, people think I'm crazy and I'm like, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy and I'm sober. And I'm, I'm like, if that's what it took, you know, and, and I jumped off the couch and you can imagine after I was 2021 and I had started this journey in 2018. So three years of going through all of this, I was so ecstatic. I was, I knew that I was done drinking instantaneously. I got like, I don't need those mushrooms now. Yeah. I was so thrilled. I mean, I just was like, Oh my God, I forever changed. It was like if you won the lottery or if you won the Super Bowl, I just knew my life was forever. I'm a different man and I was ecstatic. Part of this healing that I don't know if anybody in your audience needs to hear this, but it's so powerful that when you forgive in your brain, and you mentioned earlier how you have different senses in your body, your heart the electric magnetic field in the heart, which Dr. Joe talks about, is a hundred times greater than the electric magnetic field in your brain. And so when you forgive in your brain and you hear somebody, if you ask somebody for forgiveness and they go, yeah, 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 they don't, they're not, they're forgiving you in the brain, not in the heart. But if they literally look you in the eye and they're like, oh, it's fine. I love you. And so I appreciate your the apology. And they, and you can feel the energy shift. Uh, but when you can forgive in the heart and not the brain or both, it's a completely different energy shift in the, in the human body. And the healing will take place with inside of you just from that forgiveness in your heart, not in your head. And it's a real thing. Thank you for listening. Check out the Vitality Exchange for the full interview with John and for more resources, interactions, and online masterclasses. John and I talk about everything from ayahuasca and mushroom ceremonies to remote viewing, out-of-body experiences, and the LifeWave X39 stem cell patches. They have made huge differences in his health and vitality. Check out mtsjacks.fm for more information on John and the patches he distributes. He can also be found on Facebook at Working on My People Skills.